Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 243, and welcome back to my front porch, and welcome to a brand new year. Uh, moving into a new year, at least for me, is is an exciting time. Uh, it feels to me a, a bit like you know a child at Christmas. You know, many of you we just kind of went through Christmas. It has that same kind of feeling. Like they're they're so excited. There there's this buildup. They can see kind of presents around the tree, and they're excited about the morning and the traditions and all that kind of stuff. That's how I feel as we move into a new year and it's just really exciting who knows what can happen and and i and i know for some of you that's not the case like actually moving into a new year is like a terrifying thing and that's why we kind of all balance each other out and i think that's kind of a beautiful thing but our family kind of our family sat around the the dinner table at on christmas day and you know just reflected on uh, 2021. And I'm so grateful for this year. I mean, but it was a hard year. Our family, you know, we moved from California and, and moved to Arizona here. And and I, I think I fully and Patty fully underestimated, the family fully underestimated how difficult that would be. So went around the table and talked a little bit about that on Christmas and how grateful we were. It was our first Christmas here in this home and we, how thankful we were for that. But like also like the cost of making a move and friendships and people we miss and love and, you know, and, and, um, you know, for me, you know, all of those things. And then also like surfing and for Patty, she loves the mountains, loved the mountains in Rancho Cucamonga and how she missed those. And, you know, it's just a good time to kind of reflect. And isn't that kind of how life is? It's kind of a mixed bag. Like, it's not all bad and it's not all good. It's somewhere in between. And so that's a bit, I guess, what I, as I anticipate a, a new year, the way I view it, like, uh, you know, in the way with Patty and I kind of balance each other out is I'm probably a little bit more like, let's charge the hill. This is going to be the best thing ever. And she's like, yeah, 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 guy, there's stuff coming up, you know. And so we kind of work each other. And that's, I think, that's the beauty in community. Like as we enter into this new year, I think we're being invited and we have always been invited into deepening community with other people that can help balance us out. Some some of you really need encouragement, like this is going to be a good year. And some of us need a wake up call, some realism, like, man, it's been tough. And and look, here's the thing. I, I know for a lot of you, like um, you're not feeling well right now. <laughs> you know, like my son's inside. He just came back today uh, from Michigan. He He and his girlfriend were in Michigan with her family and he got back today just dead sick and it's just so hard to watch him he's on the couch and and i imagine for some of you that that's been the case you know and 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 again a lot of the spikes that have been happening and you know and it's concerning a lot of people are worried and so i but i i just want to say this like there is something beautiful about living in that balance the balance of reality but also the balance don't lose out on that optimism that just can, can that hope of moving forward that it's going to be a good year. Um, and I know that because I believe with all my heart and I have faith that God is good and that every day that he's preordained for us matters. So you matter. And so today matters. And uh, really, really exciting, uh, excited uh, about what is to come. Uh, I want to say thank you. Uh, and I am really grateful for all of you who continue to listen. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. And some of you really support and have supported the podcast for a long time. 
thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate that. And, um, you know, I, I, a bit of apology. I, you know, for two weeks I had put together some podcasts and, and I meant to be able to bring them to you uh, over the season. But every time I can't went to do it, it started pouring down rain. So, I mean, literally, I'm already got my stuff set up and I do this on my front porch. And it would just start raining. It's like, oh man, you know. So I bring it back. So I just decided, you know, I'll just wait till the the new year. But this particular episode, I I wrote on my um, on my anniversary, which was December twenty seventh, and uh, it's this passage. This passage has got me, and it got me a long time ago. But it's Ecclesiastes nine nine. It says this: Live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. The wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. I'll read it again. Live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. Um, The wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. So the 27th, December 27th, uh, was Patty and I's 23rd wedding anniversary. Can you hear the cheers? Yay! You know, you can cheer me on. Like, it's a big deal. Uh, we've been through a whole lot, and uh, it's a big deal. And so um, we we grew up together. You know, I got married when I was 21 years old, didn't have a clue. And Patty was 22. We had a baby at 23. I was 22 when we had Ben. You know, and we've just kind of been jamming. And it, it took me a long time to fully embrace this. In fact, for this particular passage, I read this, I think, about year 10 of our marriage. And I went on a silence retreat to Sedona. And I was sitting on top of this mountain, kind of overlooking. If you, if you listen to the very first episode, Ecclesiastes 7.13, Ecclesiastes 9, uh, 9 was the other passage I read. Ecclesiastes 7.13 is my favorite passage and has influenced my life greatly. This was the other passage that I, I literally came back to Patty and said, I don't think I'm honoring you. I don't think I'm valuing you the way that God is inviting me into. So it's so exciting for me um, to bring this particular passage to you um, in light of my 23rd anniversary. Like it's exciting because I've started to understand, I've matured a bit, not fully. Some of you are like, bro, you got a long way to go. Um, I've been married for 50 years or 30 years, you know, and I I would agree. Um, But uh, I'm learning to embrace this passage and learning uh, to lean into it. And it's not just about the the wife that God has given to you, but it could be the husband. And then for some of you who are single, you're like, well, I'm going to check out on this episode. No, no, no. Hold on. I got some stuff I, I think that God has been leading me and guiding me even in thinking about you. But um, I really love the book of Ecclesiastes. Um, I can't say that enough. And it is deeply, deeply impacted me. So if you're looking for a book to kind of dig into. It's a little odd in many ways. It's confusing for a lot of people. It's pretty chaotic. um, And that's why I love it. Um, But it's a really, really beautiful book. And the reason why it's so beautiful is it's so honest. Imagine Solomon's the wisest man who's ever lived. And and God's given this incredible insight. And he's trying to bring together like, why is, if God is good, then why is everything, why is there so many things that are hard? And he's trying to like work through that and justify suffering, justify pain, justify the way we do things. And he's kind of, the whole book is him kind of chronicling 
through that. And so in in chapter nine, he's kind of already, you know, he, we've gone through seven where he says, who can make straight what God has made crooked? And he, he says this and repeats this all throughout the book. So interesting about this idea of a meaningless, like all these meaningless days of life that God has given us under the sun. And we're like, bro, like, whoa, that feels way heavy. Like, and, and so I think to be able to fully understand what he's trying to say is it meaningless in the way he's presenting it. It sounds so negative. Um, but what he's really saying, and this is so important, it's kind of the key that unlocks Ecclesiastes. He's saying this, in light of everything I've experienced here on earth. Now, he's incredibly rich. He's, I mean, he's got a harem of women He's got everything at his fingertips. So he's kind of the guy who's like done everything, experienced anything. Not only that, but he's like wise. And so he can has these insights on life, right? So he's experienced all this stuff. And he's like, in light of eternity, in light of the relationship with God, all that we experience here is meaningless in comparison to that in the presence of God, like in comparison to the presence of God, it's kind of meaningless. Um, but it's not that he's saying those things don't matter. Like, like he's not like saying a wife doesn't matter or that life doesn't matter. He's not saying that he's going, he's drawing, drawing a comparison and saying, God is so glorious. He's so amazing. He's so wonderful. Nothing even compares to knowing him. And that is really, really important as we dive into this passage and honestly the whole book, but this particular passage is going to be really, really important because here's the thing, like relationships matter. They matter and they're incredibly important. Like marriage matters. It really, really matter, right? Most often what I find interesting is most often we don't value the ones we say we love the most. And this is what he's drawing out. He's going, look, like in comparison to knowing God, right? It's not even close, but let's kind of walk down this road a little bit longer. I'm not saying they don't matter. In fact, what he's trying to do is encourage us to really value these relationships to really see them in light of who God is and the gift that's been given to us. But so often as it relates to these gifts that God has given to us, like a wife, we're not really truly living in light of them or honoring them or cherishing them the way he is calling us to do that because in many ways what I have found over 23 years of being married but also 23 years of being a pastor and helping people in those relationships is that relationships in many ways have become fairly self-centered right it's all you know for a lot of people it's all about what you can get out of the relationship in fact you know like I, I make these jokes about how you know like people have a list like females are notorious for having a list of what they want on there and, and don't let guys off the hook. They, they've got one too. And it's like, what are you going to do for me? And you need to be this for me. And if you can do those things for me, then you must be the real person. But it's, that's, that's not what it's about. You know, that's not how you love somebody. Love is rooted in full sacrifice, fully sacrificing for, for someone, 
It's not about you. Right? It's not even about what you get or what they do or they don't do. It's about what you're giving. No greater love, it says in Scripture, no greater love does he who gives up his life for someone else. Has he who gives up his life for someone else, right? It's pure sacrifice. That's what Jesus did for us. And what Solomon is doing is reframing the idea of marriage as a reward. You know, just think about that. A wife or husband is a reward from God, but they are not the giver of that reward, which is why he's trying to say it's important, it matters, but it's meaningless in comparison because when we, in, when we get to heaven, it's just going to be God. It's just going to be worshiping him. Right. And so in light of that, but it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. And he's trying to go like, look how important this is, but it's not God. Right. So it, so let's put it into perspective a little bit. God gave you life and any relationship that God has given you is a gift from him. So the question is, how are you caring for that gift. And here's the thing, and this is the thing I wanted to bring out for those of you who are single. You're like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Actually does. Actually does massively because it's like this. You are fully pursuing after God. You should be. You should be a great example to those who who are easily distracted by this reward that God has given to us. You get to fully focus in on the reward giver. That's not to say that the desire to be married is not important or that you shouldn't want that. I'm not saying that. But what he's saying is here, in comparison to knowing God, it's, it's meaningless. Marriage is, in this relationship is meaningless. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Again, it matters greatly because it's a gift from him, but in comparison to him, it, 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 it pales in comparison. You know, this is what I think we need to continue to focus in on as we kind of land this passage is that the giver of the reward is far more important than the gift. Right? And the problem is we often make the gift the center of our attention. You know, so I started thinking about Gollum in the Lord of the Rings. Like it, it turns in on itself. It's valuable. It's not that the ring isn't valuable. It's that it became his everything. And what, what, what Solomon is saying is it's so important. It's such a gift and you should steward it. And it's such a reward. Your wife or your husband is a reward from God, but they are not God. And he's pushing us to, to live in the balance of these two things. Honor the reward. The reward matters, but it's meaningless in light of who God really is because God, listen to this, is our bridegroom and we are his bride. And Jesus is the one who opened up the door for this unity, this abiding love to happen. And when we get that out of perspective, either we don't or, you know, either we're making the person more than a reward, right? We're actually making them a God in our life. That's wrong. We need to repent. Or we're not honoring the reward that God has given to us, this beautiful gift in a husband and a wife and honoring them. And then for you singles out there, if your obsession to be in a relationship is greater than this desire to grow deep in the Lord, we need to repent of that. And this is what we're being invited into because our earthly rewards pale in comparison to the full 
life that we can have in God. So the questions are this is, how are you caring for your reward, husband or wife or relationship? And how are you connecting with the gift giver, God? Father God, we thank you for this passage. Thank you for the wisdom in it. Thank you how it challenges us. Teach us to abide in you deeper and it will grow. I know you will grow the relationships and the rewards that you have given to us. So take a breath reflect and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, and Happy New Year.